Create an Unstoppable Life, episode 177. Create an Unstoppable Life is all about mindset for the high achiever to help you build a life of fulfillment and freedom. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a mindset and marketing coach and a family medicine physician. It's an honor to spend time with you today. Welcome back, my friends. It is March. The trees in Texas are blooming. And I saw the tiniest crop of blue bonnets, like the first ones. Such a beautiful time. My favorite season. Life is returning. Growth is returning. Beauty is returning. Hope is returning. (laughs) It's all here for us, waiting to be delighted in. Today's topic is one that we explored as a community in Emerge a few weeks ago. Oh, in case you haven't heard, Emerge, it is the coolest group of women physicians and dentists. (laughs) So if you are one and you want to be part of a meaningful community, join us. And Emerge is even better because it now includes women warrior healers. So women warrior healers are a small group within the larger group of Emerge. If you're a woman physician or dentist, join us in Emerge if you want to be part of something meaningful. If you're a veteran or active duty woman physician or dentist, join us in Women Warrior Healers and you'll also be in Emerge. The links are in the show description. Our topic today is getting out of getting it right. Do you work long after others are home because you want to get it right? Do you spend extra time at night or on the weekends so that things are just right? Do you cringe when people tell you it's good enough, stop, but it's nowhere close to your standard? (laughs) So I called it getting it right or living up to a high standard. Others call it perfectionism. (laughs) It's something we do really well as high achievers. We set impossible standards. We drive ourselves crazy. We drive others crazy trying to get to those impossible standards. It turns out we neglect ourselves and we neglect others to get this done, to reach that standard, our high standard. And you know what else we do? We judge ourselves. We judge ourselves based on our ability to meet the standard, which is really our inability to meet the impossible standard. You know, I would never relate to the word perfectionist. I would never have called myself a perfectionist. I would tell you that I grew up with a family member who was a perfectionist and I hated it because nothing was ever good enough and that wasn't me. I didn't do that. You can see the language game, (laughs) the deceptive language game that I played with myself because I called it getting it right. I called it having high standards, but really it was perfectionism. So here's the definition according to psychology today a trait that makes life an endless report card on accomplishments or looks. When healthy, it can be self-motivating and drive you to overcome adversity and achieve success. When unhealthy, and that's what we're talking about today, it can be a fast and enduring track to unhappiness. Psychology Today then goes on, and this is the online version of it, to say that what makes extreme perfectionism so toxic is that while those in its grip desire success, they are most focused on avoiding failure, resulting in a negative orientation. They don't believe in unconditional love, expecting others' affection and approval to be dependent on a flawless performance. Does any of that sound familiar? 
the endless report card on accomplishments, working incessantly to avoid failure, believing that others, for their affection, their approval, we must be flawless. Yeah, that was me working to get it right. (laughs) Here are the traits that we show or the traits that keep us in this trying to get it right or trying to do it perfectly. We are overly critical of ourselves and of others. We have all or nothing thinking. It's a hundred percent. Anything less is failure. We have great fear, fear of not meeting the standard. And we have these beliefs that are so deeply entrenched that others think we're not good enough, that others don't think we deserve to be here. And we also have this unrealistic expectation of what we can do, what one person can do, or what others can do. As you hear that, as you hear those traits, can you see how this is a complete setup for failure? Every single one of them. Being a harsh self-critic, it's a setup for failure. It'll never be good enough. The 100% or nothing. Like how many areas in our life can we really do 100% or more? It's less than one on a good day. The fear of not being good enough, not meeting the standard, not being worthy. The beliefs that others are already thinking that too and agreeing with them. They're right, you know. (laughs) We say that nonchalantly. Yeah, they're right. And then the setting the impossible to-do list. I should be able to do this all in two hours when the reality is it takes two weeks or longer. But yet somehow we buy into it. We believe it's 100%. It's real. It's true. This is who we must be. Nothing less. It's how we show ourselves and others that we're better and we're trustworthy. I say that with sarcasm. Because it keeps us so stuck. Sometimes the focus is on smaller things. The kitchen has to be clean before anything else. The laundry has to be put away before anything else. The house has to be straightened up and on and on and on. We have to get all that done before we could possibly do anything else or before we can relax. Sometimes it's bigger things. Lots and lots of hours completing charts after the workday is over. Maybe it's a surgery that takes longer than expected because you have to go over and over and over to make sure everything is right. Or maybe it's checking your ledger or your books two or three times. Is everything right? Did everything get paid? Are there any mistakes? Getting it right. Hours and days and weeks of our life. And here's what happens in the meantime. The first thing is procrastination. There's some irony here. Like the standard is impossible, so we don't start until the last minute when it has to get done and there's no time to make it perfect, so it just has to be whatever it is. It's a little ironic. Like I wonder if people know what's behind the procrastination. I don't think I ever did. Like why they do it, why I did it. What they're trying to alleviate, that fear of being imperfect or that fear of not getting it right. So don't start if you don't know how to get it right. It also results in being defensive. You can imagine, right? If I believe I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy. And if I think others are thinking the same thing, of course I'm going to be defensive around them. Of course I'm going to have an attitude like, I'll show you, watch me. (laughs) 
that chip on my shoulder. It results in low self-esteem, never meeting the impossible standard and never changing the standard to one that's achievable. It really reinforces not good enough, not worthy. It also results in coping behaviors to try and feel marginally better, at least marginally better in this moment, even if it doesn't last. And coping behaviors are overeating, overdrinking, using other substances, binge watching, over shopping, you know, all that stuff to help you numb out for a while, drown out the critical thoughts. Have you noticed the volume difference between wanted emotions and unwanted emotions? Like when I think about it for me, love and connection, it's kind of quiet and soft. Delight is a quiet giggle. Grace is very quiet. Those are the wanted emotions. The volume of the unwanted emotions, fear, it screams. Doubt, it screams. Uncertainty yells. Shame, it's like you're in a movie theater with the volume on high. The coping behaviors, they temporarily try to drown out all the yelling, the screaming, the movie theater volume. That's why they only work temporarily. And it's why they only help a little bit. We are so freaking hard on ourselves and we tell ourselves it is justified. We tell ourselves this is who I have to be. These are the standards that make me me. And we reinforce it with that's what got me here. I wouldn't have made it otherwise. This is why I'm successful. You can see how that continues the same pattern over and over. We tell ourselves this is what sets me apart from others. Again, this is what I have to do. This is who I have to be. Look at how well it's working. Look at how happy the people are around me. We say these to keep ourselves in the same cycle. We also tell ourselves that there's no room for error. And if you're a physician, do you do this too? If I make a mistake, people will die. It has to be perfect. It has to be right. It has to be at this standard because those consequences are intolerable. We tell ourselves that for everything though the smallest of illnesses, we tell ourselves that. And we also accept blame for everything that went wrong because we're not good enough. We're not doing it right. We didn't do it 100%. It wasn't good enough. Friends, what we're really doing when we're working to get it right or we're working to make it perfect is we're starving ourselves emotionally, physically, and mentally. And at some point for all of us, our life will fall apart if it hasn't already. We can only starve ourselves so long. It doesn't work. You know, there's rewards in getting it right and having high standards and working to get it done perfectly. The rewards from others. People want us to be on their team. It feels good. People choose us as their doctor because of our high standard. Feels good. Sometimes we're rewarded with promotions or advancement or appointed to an exclusive committee. Feels good. We get praised for it. We're rewarded with that praise. It feels good. It can also alleviate our own anxiousness. Like when we do on those rare occasions, when we do meet that standard, we alleviate our own anxiousness about being good enough or being worthy at the moment we allow ourselves to be both, to be good enough, to be worthy. So it's all part of this tangled web. 
So what do we do about it? Ideally, what do we do about it before our life falls apart? Consider looking at it as a web, a tangled web. You know, Craig and I just watched the last Lord of the Rings movie, The Return of the King. And near the end is Shelob, the spider. Lots of tangled webs in her lair. So you can think of it like that. Tangled webs that lead to our own demise. Because when you think about it as a tangled web, you can start to see that there's different components. Just like in the web, there are multiple threads in different angles that get you stuck and keep you stuck. There are multiple things that are all coming together that get us stuck and keep us stuck. Here's a few. Self-criticism, that not good enough, right? Not worthy. The believe of not enough and thinking that others agree with us, others are thinking the same thing. The praise, the promotion, the rewards, the restlessness, the fear of failure, the numbing behaviors, procrastination, the way we physically feel, like that sick feeling. For me, it's this sickness in my stomach and my chest, just this visceral sense of failure if I haven't lived up to that standard. It's all a tangled web. But the beauty is there's no Shelob. Shelob didn't put us there. We put us there. It's our web. And what we can do is we can untangle it piece by piece. And that's through uncovering and challenging all the thinking that led to creating this. Challenging the beliefs that we're not good enough, that we're not worthy. Challenging ourselves and that desire for praise, that desire for promotion, and instead giving it to ourselves. Challenging the patterns of setting the impossible standard and then procrastinating and coping because we just want to drown out those voices. Challenging the fear and asking, is it really true? Is it really true that if I don't do a thousand percent, somebody's going to die? Probably not. So really challenging that. Doesn't mean I'm not going to do my best. I'm always going to do my best. I'm not aiming for perfect. I'm aiming to meet the values of providing care that's at the level that I want a family member or loved one to receive. As we untangle, we can start to align and specifically align with three things, values, energy, and time. The values meaning what we choose to say yes to and no to. The energy, that's the energy that excites us, the energy of what must get done. Having a level of energy that matches those values, matches those commitments, and then bringing in the time to match what's important. And that's going to mean setting a new standard. We cannot have an impossible standard for every aspect of our life. And I'd really challenge you to question, can you have an impossible standard in any area of your life? Because shooting for greatness and shooting for an impossible standard are much different. So time to match what's important, setting new standards, which probably means you're going to need somebody to help create them with you. Someone who's on your team and who understands you. Someone who can share how impossible 
your default standards are. Friends, when I took the USMLE, that's the test, one of the tests to become a doctor, to graduate from medical school. When I took that test, I wanted to score above the second standard deviation. So we're talking about a bell curve distribution. And if you're at the first standard deviation in something that has this distribution, you're above 84% of people. So that's at the first standard deviation. Remember, I'm aiming for the second and being above that. For someone to be at the second standard deviation, right at it, that means you're above 97.6% of people. And you can see what was my impossible standard being above the second standard deviation. So we're talking the top one or 2% of test takers. That's where I set the marker. And Craig was stationed at Fort Bragg during this time. So I studied a lot. He'd come home and be like, Hey, what do you want to do? I got to study. There was never enough time to study. That was the standard above the second standard deviation. Anything else, because I made this rule early on and reinforced it, anything else was failure. And I catastrophized it. I wouldn't get the residency I wanted. I wouldn't get the location that I wanted, right? There's all these consequences I made up. I didn't have a specialty selected when I took this step of the USMLE. So the score in my mind was I got to do this because who knows what I want to train in. As you probably know, I trained in family medicine and I wanted to be at Fort Hood so Craig and I could be together. It was not a competitive place. All I really needed was a passing score. I don't know what passing was. I imagine it's probably around the first negative standard deviation. I imagine only 10% or so failed the test. I've been in a tangled web for much of my life to prove that I'm enough, I'm a worthy, I belong, I can do this. And now I know it's all an inside job. It's not tied to achievement, it's tied to belief. Good enough is aligned with time, energy, and values. And good enough is greatness. At least by my standards, by my values, by my beliefs. Good enough is good enough. And it's what is going to help me have a healthier mindset and a sustainable practice, meaning that I can do this over and over again. There are times I go back, I surge, I set these high standards. It generally happens in the hospitalist service. And then I learn and relearn some painful lessons when I'm not sleeping and I'm charting late into the night and it's not sustainable. It's hard to be human. (laughs) Big smile. So we're talking about untangling. No matter how many times you have been in the web, untangle. No matter if you should have known, untangle. No matter if you shouldn't have let this happen, untangle. It's just like freshly washed hair. You untangle it each time. You don't criticize it for being tangled again. You just untangle. And you're probably, if your hair gets really tangled, you're probably going to use one of those spray-on solutions that helps to make that untangling even easier. You can do that here. You can detach. Because freedom's a choice. Being good enough is a choice. Believing I am worthy without accomplishment or achievement is a choice. 
calming the self-critic and speaking kindly and generously to myself is a choice. Being compassionate, saying things like, this is hard. There is more I could do, but it is time to stop. Or even acknowledging, oh, I'm carrying a lot. And some of it needs to be set down. Saying those things to myself is a choice. Sharing with others the tangled web I am in and the impossible standards I've set is a choice. We get to choose and choose again as many times as it takes because we haven't failed. We are learning. This is what creates growth. This. So untangle yourself. Untangle yourself from the web of getting it right, getting it perfect. It is all an illusion. Life is simply better when your good is good enough. And chances are that your good is greatness. Life is simply better. And in fact, this is what creates an unstoppable life. I am sending you so much love. I will see you next time. Ciao.